Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Yoast SEO podcast. Today we're joined by one of my most all-time friends in SEO, Mr. Marcus Tandler, who is the co-founder and chief evangelist at Write. Um, you might actually know Write from its integration in Yoast SEO if you're a longtime user. Um, Marcus and I have known each other for well over a decade now. Um, and funnily enough, we keep running into each other, even in things like Legoland, on purely by accident. Um, thank you for joining me, Marcus. Uh, thanks so much um, for um, for inviting me on your podcast. It's really a huge honor, uh, and it's always great to see you uh, in Legoland or or here. And you actually you texted me before you before you left, which was like really like a such a cra crazy coincidence because we were just about to get on. I, I was about to tie my shoes, and we were going to Legoland and you were writing me a text message. Oh, by the way, I just want to let you know, we're going to Legoland in Gunsburg, which is like only an hour um, from, from Munich. And we're like, holy shit, we're, we're just about to leave to Legoland. So it was such a, such a funny coincidence. Uh, actually. It's such the serendipity of these things is always amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, by the, by the way, we met in 2007, because you said over a decade, so it's well over a decade, we met at A4U Expo 2007. I really like research. When did it, when did I first meet this guy? And it was really at uh, A4U Expo. And then later on, SCS New York, obviously. And in 2008, yeah, I yeah, I do sort of remember. It is a long time ago. Uh, a really long time ago. You were still working at One to Market. Yeah, I I had black hair. <laughs> we all had non-gray hair at at one point. I'm, I'm so glad this is a podcast, right? <laughs> um, so, Marcus, can you, for those who don't know what right is, can you explain what right is and what what it is you aim to do? Mm, of course, uh, by my pleasure. Um, so, right is a software as a service company. We are headquartered in Munich, uh, in Germany. Um, we're about 140 people now. Um, and Write helps businesses and agencies optimize their website user experience with our state-of-the-art software products. Um, the Write suite is loved by more than 1 million digital marketers and agencies worldwide, which is nothing compared to Yoast, but we think it's pretty cool. Uh, and it provides users with the three essential tools needed to create a more sustainable website. Uh, website success, content success, and search success. Um, and we also offer a innovative alternative to the ancient art of log file analysis, which is called bot logs, um, given SEO is a solution for easy daily real-time bot analytics. Uh, and I'm very proud that some of the world's most renowned companies like Daimler, Allianz, Disney, whatever, um, trust in the right technology to reach their website's full potential. So that's basically right in a nutshell. Yeah, that's a, a very, very good marketing pitch. And then I always end up, and I'm going to pester you with it as well. So what do you do with that on a daily basis? What I'm doing on a daily basis? Yeah. Oh, so... I mean, I love my job. So I actually, uh, I'm a, officially the chief evangelist, but 90% of my time, I'm actually working in our technical SEO uh, team, which is led by Izzy. Um, and uh, so we're actually not just technical SEO. It's about website user experience uh, at a whole, but we're just rebranding this. Um, and um, 
but this is this is our team and um basically like 90% of my time i'm helping our customers like hands on so they might call me up saying hey marcus we've been hit by a core update can you can we look over the data together hey marcus we're planning a relaunch this is what we're planning can we just pitch it to you do you have some some remarks here so we're really like a, a sparring partner a a competent second opinion if you need one um so obviously no agency um, but really like always when, when you need someone to, to, uh, to pitch some, like an SEO opinion, um, that, 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 that what you get from us also obviously helping in sales support, um, and everything, but, but really 90% of my time uh, is actually doing hands-on SEO. Um, and I, I love my job. Seriously. I really love it. I have no direct reports, right? So I, I'm really just doing SEO. Um, and this is just an amazing opportunity also for me having somebody like like Andy who's the CEO of Right and we've been to get, working together for over 16 years now um so we're really like like brothers uh, in a sense but not just me being like the small brother and he uh, like me being the, the big brother and he being the small brother it's also sometimes the other way around especially when it comes to running a business because I really got to admit I'm I'm like a, the classical one-trick pony. I can just do SEO. My my wife, you know Becky, she also says the same. I can only do SEO. Uh, so I really love that I have someone I can fully trust, run the company, and 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 I can really do where I can add the most value. Um, and this is really like helping our customers. So I, I really got to say, I really love my job. Yeah. And in a way, um, we're all making a similar transition to a point of. Um, where SEO just becomes slightly a, a wider thing than it was a, a decade ago. A decade ago, it was a very technical, like we, we purely look at some technical stuff and and we throw keywords at Google and then it'll stick. Uh, and uh, and now we're going wider. And actually, you've been, uh, Wright has been improving on that uh, quite a lot recently, it seems. Where I actually see yourself see to your uh, see you referring to yourself as uh, not just looking at SEO but at accessibility as well. Yeah. So actually, like when we started back then, actually back then we were called onpage.org. Um, we were branded to write five years ago already. Wow, feels like a lifetime. Uh, so when we started out with onpage.org, actually we never branded ourselves as being an SEO tool. It was always about website. Uh, website quality management, right? Um, and this is my, my my core belief that you really shouldn't focus on SEO. You should focus having a 100% a perfect website, a great website, uh, providing a great user experience um, for people visiting your website. And then eventually you also going to be bubbling up um, to the top. Um, and this is really what it's all about. It's a website quality management. But obviously it was especially SEOs who really you know, found our, especially our industry strength crawling solution, very beneficial to SEO. So obviously we've, we've been growing in the SEO industry, um, like basically forever, but, um, for since already a couple of years, there's a lot of companies who don't, you know, use us as an SEO tool, but really about quality management. Take for example, like, um, like BMW, which is, um, like really monitoring, like, 150 worldwide websites um, of their BMW brand um, with our software and stuff like this. So this is not really about about SEO, but really the keeping your shit straight um, and people having a great um, user experience. And now we're, we're really doubled down on this and we now are positioning ourselves as um, really a website user experience platform to really double down on this. We're not an SEO tool, right? Um, 
And so I'm actually pretty excited that we are the first company worldwide in the space of website user experience. Um, and our platform will really unify the five aspects that are key to website user experience, which is search engine optimization, quality assurance, um, performance, accessibility, uh, and compliance. And, and this evolution really feels like very like, like a very natural step for us um, because with the central importance of websites to business growth today and Google's repeated statements that user experience is increasingly being taken into consideration for search engine rankings, the significance of website user experience is rapidly increasing. Uh, and these developments paired with our ongoing evolution from an SEO tool to, into a platform that really helps brands and agencies manage website performance holistically made it really the, the next natural step for us. So it's super exciting. Yeah. Well, it's also, we, we all see our jobs changing, right? We, we've, we've seen our jobs change from, from looking at, at the, the technical side of SEO to go like, hey, we need to factor in site speed to, hey, we actually need to care about what we give our users. And now... A lot of us that have been doing this for a long time had always been doing things like conversion rate optimization, et cetera, as well, because it made sense to do that. But now it seems like we're all suddenly approaching it a bit more holistically, like we're looking at all of that at the same time. Should we be changing the names of our roles? Yeah, actually, there's a lot of conversation about this, as it has been throughout the years, trying like people trying to rebrand SEO into into something different. Um, actually, my my personal stance on this, I mean, like, there's a lot of truth in these conversations. Absolutely, um, I always consider SEO um, as sort of this is exactly what SEO is. It's always evolving. Um, it, I mean, like, what I've been doing as an SEO, and I call my SEO since early 1998, um, has 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 always been different. What I did 20 years ago to what I've done 15 years ago to what I've done 10 years ago um, to what I'm doing now, it, it has really evolved. Um, so for me personally, I would think that every, every website, every company um, that does considerable business in, uh, as a, in the internet should have a website user experience officer, like really a, uh, like a, an anwalt, uh, an attorney for the customer sitting in every meeting, like really um, having the customer um, in, 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 in mind. But since that's not really happening, then there's not a lot of companies who, who take this approach. I think a lot of times the SEO has to step up to the plate and actually manage these tasks. You have to actually do this stuff, right? In a perfect world, an SEO could still, you know, do like the typical SEO kind of things, but but like with most businesses, not having like a dedicated person for these kind of things, you have to have someone who's holding up the flag and really like saying, hey, we got to take care of our users. Our users have to, great, have, to have a great experience, right? And, and we got to manage everything that comes with it. Um, so th this is how I see it. And I also think this is a great way for also for SEOs to get, to, to get better roles, to get better paid, having these extra skills you know, um, that you actually need to be like a full modern SEO, as I would call it, because you have a lot of companies um, who, um, you know, who are who are now at this challenge, you know, to really like digitalization and really getting their shit straight. Um, obviously not like immediately recruiting like a whole team. So they want this one guy that can manage this holistically. So I think this is a great opportunity also for SEOs, you know, stepping stepping away and like really becoming like 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 more complete um, in a sense, and really helping um, those businesses really have a great website user experience. 
It's funny because in a way it's also returning to where we started, where everyone who did SEO was a webmaster. Yeah, I love it. We still have webmasters on the roof, right? So we had the show on Webmaster Radio, Webmaster Radio, right? Uh, uh, well, uh, and it was called Webmasters on the Roof, right? We had the legendary uh, conferences, webmasters on at, on the beach uh, and, and stuff like this. We're always the webmaster, the SEO webmaster. Um, but even Google said now that, that webmaster isn't an appropriate term anymore. A lot of people not calling themselves webmaster anymore. I actually hate this. I'm still a webmaster and I like this, you know, like this is... I still feel like this. It is a, a nice way of looking at it because it 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 can well it just contains a bit more. I've always been like that myself as well, where I I write code, I I, I think about accessibility, I think about SEO, I, I I think about usability, and all of these things combined make a good website. And speed has become more important than that as well, of course, um, and harder as people want to put more stuff on websites that. Well, it's hard to make fast. Um, so, yeah, it is. It is interesting. Um, it, it, when when I look at what you've been doing, and uh, I I'm just the, all these huge brands monitor a lot of sites. How do they decide on what to do on a day-to-day -day basis? Is, the, is, is, that, is your tool involved in helping them like actually prioritize their improvements? Uh, yeah, uh, obviously, this is very important for us. I mean, like, it's like, like there's so many audit tools and just having like a list, this is what you need to be doing, right? This doesn't help anybody, right? You need prioritization, what's really important. Um, and also sort of like, what's like a, a low hanging fruit, you know, which like it's 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 an easy task, it's like an easy fix, and this is really gonna help me um, very quickly in some sort. And what is then sort of like the long term goals I have, or like 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 blockers I have on my website, which which I need to consider in the next relaunch or something like this, right? So it's really about intelligent prioritization and really also really surfacing these um, important issues um, you 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 might be missing. Um, so yeah, obviously this is, this is very important in, uh, in the whole audit process, um, to have like a, uh, yeah, a better prioritization of the issues that, that people are surfacing. These tools are surfacing. Cool. Um, now you did something recently that I wanted to touch on because it's just cool. The, the, the carbon neutral API that you put out. Can you explain what you did? Because I, yeah, it, it is a hard story, but also not that much. Um, yeah, thanks so much um, for, for bringing this up. This is actually, this initiative goes back to Andy, our CEO. And when he first pitched it to me, I was like, awesome, man, really? Like, like, like really like, because Andy is like, really, what, what can we do more, you know, than just, you know, running the business, doing the best of this, but how, how can we now with a considerable reach also help like contributing to a greater goal. Um, and I really applauded him um, when he, when he pitched it to me first and it's, it's really taken off. So we really, we, we sort of have a plea, right? Let's make the internet carbon neutral, you know? Data volume and the associated energy usage of the internet is increasing at a rapid pace, you know? Exacerbated, I'm sorry, hard word. I'm really giving my <laughs> uh, I got word of the day toilet paper. I really was, I wanted to use this word today. Exacerbated, verschlimmert, uh, yeah, exacerbated. Uh, by the pandemic, um, and the internet is uh, is predicted to contribute a staggering seven percent of global greenhouse emissions by two thousand twenty five. 
Uh, actually, according to the BBC, the carbon footprint of our gadgets, internet, and the supporting systems make up around 3.7% of global greenhouse emissions. That's a similar amount produced by the airline industry. Um, and in 2017, the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology, the ETH in Zurich, found out that modern computers consume almost as much power as the first home computers did almost 30 years ago. Uh, and this, um, this goes to show that just because modern computers are faster, it doesn't mean they're more efficient. And, and these facts show just how much the internet and digitalization are contributing to global warming, something that many of, of us probably never thought much about. But the evidence is now simply too overwhelming to keep quiet about this issue. And we need to face up to the fact that our daily working lives, our marketing campaigns, and our website themselves are all contributing to global warming with their energy consumptions. And it's finally time to do something about this. So Obviously, making a website carbon neutral is not something you can do overnight. It requires investment, expertise, and obviously also time. But the first step to carbon neutrality is a very small one. It's awareness. Being aware of your website's carbon consumption can help you start a conversation with your colleagues, your managers, your clients, leading the way to a greener future. Um, and, and what we actually did, also our we have a, like a newly developed joint solution. It's called Website Carbon KPI. And, and this enables you to calculate, reduce, and also offset the CO2 footprint of website with unprecedented accuracy. Um, so within this program, we calculate the estimated carbon emissions of your website so you can measure its carbon footprint, helping you to understand its impact on the environment, and then provide you with the opportunity to offset this carbon consumption by taking part in a carbon offset project um, led by Climate Partner, which is actually uh, located in uh, Nicaragua, so where Aleda, our good friend Aleda, is from. So obviously also excited about this one. So that, yeah, it, it is. I, I saw this and I was like, yeah, this is so smart. Because as you know, one of my own pet peeves is that um, if you look at a website's access logs, like 30 to 40, sometimes 50% of traffic to a site is bots. And people don't realize how how many people scrape the entire web and and how much resources we all lose because of uh, bots spidering the entire web. The fact that we have multiple search engines is a blessing, but it's also like it really leads to very inefficient uh, ways of of gathering data. So all. So I'd been looking at that and um, and tweeting about that. I think that my last tweet, like, storm about that was about a, a year and a half, two years ago. And it is just staggering. And actually, it's something that you can measure with uh, your bot analytics in Riot as well, where you can just see just how much of your traffic is bot traffic. If you combine that with thinking about carbon neutrality and uh, and what you should do, then sometimes adding a robots.txt line to block a couple of blocker uh, uh, bots would actually probably uh, easily impact your carbon neutrality. Um, so it, it, in many ways, we do have, we can offset it, but we can also do some stuff about it. We can, we can say, hey, the fact that um, Ahrefs, which I don't use, um, spiders my site because some of its customers want to know stuff about my site. Well, maybe I don't want that. 
So why shouldn't I not block all these crawlers that are doing things that are not for my purpose and that are not helping me or our customers uh, reach anything? So I think that's a, a discussion we should have as a community a lot more. Like, why are why are we allowing everyone to spider our sites? Hmm. Actually, with AH, you should really block them. Do you remember back in the days we were we were blocking crawlers just that people that they wouldn't show up in backlink databases, right? Like, obviously, you know, if I really want to hide, you know, what I'm doing, especially like like with the backlink shenanigans, like. 15, 16, 17 years back, right? Uh, we will block the crawlers from that site that they wouldn't show up in those uh, backlink analysis. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's also like, why would you want to show up in that backlink analysis? Absolutely, that's it. it doesn't help me; it just helps my competitor. Yeah, and so it is. It is interesting because I I was looking at that and I thought, well, first of all, carbon neutrality is something that I think everyone should be thinking about for everything they do, right? I mean, it's it's obviously one of the biggest challenges that we all have. Um, as we're recording this, uh, there is more rain dropping from the sky than than has happened in quite a quite a while. And we have these like huge floods in the Netherlands and Germany at the moment. Absolutely, yeah. I just saw the pictures in Target Show yesterday. Like, also exactly going towards Netherlands, it's really crazy. They had like thirty buildings collapsed. Due to that uh, heavy rain, this has never happened in Germany. And look in America. They just broke the world record for the, for the highest temperature ever recorded, right, in the Death Valley. Um, and this is, just, this is just insanity. Yeah, so climate change is a real thing, and we are contributing to it. And if we can help uh, fix that, I think that's actually, well, Andy spot on. And it's just a very good thing to combat. So congratulations on launching that. I was really excited to see that and see you. It's always fun to see your friends get covered on things like TechCrunch, etc. Wow, um, awesome, yeah. Really <laughs> um, so, in all of this, um, you've you've changed yourself from going from being like a managing director to actually now mostly doing SEO. But can you tell us a bit about where Wright is going in the next few years? Oh, and I mean, like exactly, uh, exactly down this path. I mean, like obviously, we are like very strong in Germany. Um, we have a very, um, as we have a very good grip on the on the German market. I think it's well over fifty percent of the of the largest one hundred uh, websites in Germany are using our product, um, which is very cool. But obviously, we there's just there's a lot more room um, actually to 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 grow. Right, especially to the UK, also to the US, um, which is pretty interesting. And and this is one of the things. Also, we we've actually have been the first cloud-based crawler, and I'm very proud of that fact. Right, um, there's uh, a couple of competitors um, now which have started uh, after us. So we've actually the first, uh, and now there's like. 20 of them, right? Um, and there's also a lot of these that have been raising funds and stuff like this. And actually, we've been bootstrapping um, with onpage.org slash write for, for the first five years, right? Which was which was awesome. But now you had these um, other companies like your 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 competitors um, basically like raising all this, this money and just being a lot louder. And in our industry, as you know, it's not always the best software that wins, but who, who screams the loudest? Or if you have a thousand sales guys against one sales guy, right? It's just, it's just frequency. It's just num It's just pure math. Right. Um, so, um, I mean, like, obviously we really, um, like, like, like taking on this challenge and really like, um, going more out of Germany to really, um, uh, as a, yeah, finally, like, like make people realize this is the best software. We might've not been the loudest, but you know, now we are right. I, I I always hope that at some point quality 
it shows itself but i'm a I'm also sort of afraid that that's not a reality that's ever going to happen. Yeah, definitely. And also, especially with SEO, right? There's so much, it, it, it really, depending on where you started, what was your first touch point with SEO? What was your first mentor in SEO? Um, this will have a large impact on how you experience the field of SEO. There's so much misinformation and not just, not just even like in, in a, in a, somebody doing this in a bad spirit, but just outdated information. Because in our industry, information can can be outdated very quickly. Even just like when you wrote a book and basically just now it's now you can sell it. It's, it might be already outdated, right? And there's so many outdated advice out there, um, and a lot of people like there's not just this this general consensus of this is like the basic. Um, knowledge of SEO that everybody should have. And then you're branching off into local SEO, image SEO, uh, organic SEO, PPC, whatever, right? So so we don't have that, right? Um, and everybody starts somewhere, might be a backlink, a backlink builder for three years. And then it's like, well, you never really done SEO, right? You just, you just basically been a PR outreach guy, whatever, right? And, and, and this is what it is, right? It's a very complex thing to grasp and obviously um this also goes into the software that that helps you know with these tasks right um it's uh, this this makes it really hard you know like really having like this general consensus on you know what's like the the most qualitative product um or, or stuff like this yeah yeah it, it, no yeah i agree and it, it it's also like because the whole concept of what is seo is changing and the and with that the tools are changing it, it, all of yeah well the, there's a lot of room for tools to go in different directions and i think that's fine I, and i'm actually happy with that because honestly for a while there were a lot of seo tools that all just did the same yeah, thing absolutely yeah, absolutely and, uh, and it, it's great to see them differentiate and actually do different things and and come up with different um well, different target audiences as well, and different because, well, as you said, you're fifty uh, percent of the the biggest uh, websites in Germany, um, but that means that you aim at a at a particular market as well. You're not aiming at the small mom and pop shop. You're aiming at larger enterprise websites in in, in a way. Um, and now, I, I mean, like we still, I think I'm, I'm very proud. We still have this duality um, of, I mean, like obviously, if you if you really, you know, want uh, your business to grow, you have to target um, the more mature companies, the bigger bigger sites, especially because these are also the ones that have more complex problems uh, crawling a site, right? Because if you have like a, a small 100 page website, you know, Screaming Frog might already totally be enough for you, right? Um, I mean, like we have the free account for like especially those people that um you can also use a product for free if you have a small website but but that's what i mean right if you have like a smaller website um other like products might already help you but only if like we have really complex ones right this is really where you need like a really uh, industry strength solution so for example we've been at this large car manufacturer uh, i'm not going to say his name a uh, huge thing everybody knows this obviously and they actually invited all the big crawlers um and we were all there and we were actually the only one only ones who could crawl their website and everybody else was like, bye, bye. You can go home now. Right. And this was like awesome. Right. Because these are the, these are like, obviously like the great wins when you really can do something that the others can't. But again, especially with crawling, sometimes it's, it's really like a commodity of smaller websites, but this is really um, actually for us, the big seller is search success, which is like, an as a, let me put it like really easy, like an, like an intelligent skin for Google search console. 
Um, and we really try to make it more easy to work with search console data because it's it's naturally a little bit hard to work with it due to the average values, which are like very hard to understand. You see like average position 12 and you're thinking like, oh, like 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 the scraper tool is this position 12. No, it's not. This means it's like 70% on page one, 30% on page two, right? And this is how it's calculated also with the number of impressions. For example, we on keyword level, we, we already condense it to the number of searches because, for example, you have a navigational query, somebody searching for right, and we have six site links showing up. This might be 7,000 impressions, but knowing that these site links only show up when the root domain is being shown, we know it's only 1,000 searches. So this is one of the things we're doing here. Um, and you're also able to compare, for example, um, um, uh, two different pages which are ranking for the same keyword to see is there a cannibalization issue? How is like really Google trying to figure out what's the best page? Um, or likewise on, on page level, um, comparing different keywords that page is ranking for that I might find a, a um, that I might find a keyword which is better suited, which has more search volume for me to adapt like the snippet to really target that other keyword more um, to increase the CTR. So, so this is really what it's all about. And also obviously lots of data science going into it, like really finding, for example, anomalies, which I find super, super interesting. So what we're actually doing, we are, we're like predicting each KPI for the next day. So our machine will think how many people are searching for um, right tomorrow? How many people are going to click through um, with the keyword right to your website? And are you likely going up or are you likely going down? And then really looking on the next day, where has the machine been totally off, right? Where has it been like totally off in, in its prediction? And this must be something significant. And, and I love these anomalies because you can just click on it and it will show you like what keywords have been affected, what pages have been affected, and even more so, like what are commonalities? Oh, look, this is just traffic coming from Mexico. This is all going to the shop directory, right? So really find those quick insights that, you know, where should I dig? Where should I, you know, really try to find the needle in the haystack? You know, which haystack should I should I actually go to, right? Um, yeah, the, 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 especially in Google Search Console, there is... Well, it's, there's some nuggets in what you're saying, even when people are not using right. I mean, the the the, the simple fact that impressions for URLs are something that you can't like add to each other all the time. So you can't say, hey, we've got 7,000 here, 7,000 here, 7,000 here. It's not 49,000 at some point, or it, it doesn't add up. It's impressions for site links and for things like that. They're actually... And that's the level of granularity where where all of this becomes very hard because actually looking at that data, um, one of my own pet peeves is is the emails that Google sends where they say, hey, you have to fix this or that schema issue on your site. And I look at these emails and I don't know what to do with them. And I've literally sometimes forwarded uh, some of those emails to um, our friends at Google, you, uh, John Mueller or uh, uh, other people on the team there, and said, hey, I don't actually get what this email says. And you, like of all people, like like in the world, they're like, you may be like 10 people, you know, who are like, you know, and, and even you don't know what the does that mean? Oh, can I spend the yeah, podcast? I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry. We'll bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, yeah. So, so there's a lot of data in Google search console and I'm, I'm on the one hand, very thankful that Google is sharing it. On the other hand, I'm looking at it and 
and I'm going like, oh my god. And recently we had this discussion about um, so when you delete a page, right, and you do it intentionally, I think you should make it a a four ten header. And in my ideal world, Google would say, okay, you've deleted that intentionally. We won't treat that as an error. But they do treat it as an error, which, in my opinion, is an error on their side. But <laughs> but it is it's really um, hard to get to move stuff out of Google Search Console to say, hey, this is not an error. We're doing this on purpose. This is fine. So having a tool on top of that, that actually helps you analyze stuff like that is very, very helpful. Um, and you, you, I mean, your Google Search Console integration has been uh, one of the best I've seen for quite a while. This is becoming a bit of a right ad, but sorry, people, it, it, I am a fanboy. You, you, and you're just stating the truth. You're just stating the truth, yeah. And this really, for us, it's it's really, this is like the, the big seller. Um, I mean, like seriously, because um, a lot of people are now making the decision, decision, make or buy. Do I build my own Google Data Studio, you know, like really pulling that GC data uh, in myself, you know, doing that stuff myself? Um, and, uh, and, and, and this is really what helps us because what you get out of the box with us plus and the ongoing development, I mean, like we have, I think, nine developers like solely dedicated to improving search success. So every two weeks there will be a new report and a new feature, some shiny thing, um, you know, being released. Um, and and this are like and, and also, which is also very interesting, just also like pattern recognition in GSC data, right? I mean, like we pull over a trillion keywords now, right? Over a trillion keywords. Even if you have a very large site, you might not, you know, like really see common patterns because you're just looking at one site. Um, but we are looking at thousands of sites. And 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 also me personally, as a, this is what I especially love about my job because I don't have to rely on scraped data when I'm auditing a website, right? I can really, I see every day, I see at least two, three Google Search Console accounts, real search performance data, you know, which might be completely different than the scraped data, right? Uh, and And so, and then when you look at so much Google Search Console accounts, you really recognize common patterns, especially in core updates, right? In core updates, you always see the same patterns. And this is really what I love. And 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 when you and when you just have when you're just looking at one website, you know, you you might miss out on recognizing these patterns because you just don't have any other like websites uh, to look at. This is really where Write is so helpful um, with what our data science team is doing, like really surfacing these patterns we find in thousands of similar pages in similar circumstances um, that might be beneficial for you. Oh, look, this is what happened here. Um, and and uh, like, like according to your data and, and as a really like helping you pre-analyze the, the, the data before you go in really analyzing it, really showing you this is where you should look at if you only have five minutes because none of us sitting at home and saying like, oh, today I have eight hours of time. I don't know what to do. Like, let me dig into Google Search Console. Let me let me dig into that that haystack. Let me see if there are some needles in there, right? Nobody does that, right? And this is where we want to help. Um, and there's also still a lot of people who are just looking at their site with scraped data, which I totally don't understand. Seriously, I mean, like, you have so many people, um, also a little bit more in Germany than in other countries, uh, because like we have Systrix, like a very famous visibility index, which was obviously developed in Germany. Search metrics, right? Um, yeah, it is. It is something about Germans that they like to build SEO tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
weirdly enough, uh, uh, and a lot of them, I mean, like also, I mean, like if you also count Austria, like we have linked research tools with Christoph Kemper, search metric, uh, search metrics originated uh, here. Um, so many, so many great German tools. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Hey, um, if, if you're looking at all that data on, on a daily basis, is there, and I'm going to totally put you on the spot here. Do you actually think that site performance as in speed um, is a big ranking factor right now or does it not impact much? Uh, not yet. Also, that's uh, that's for sure uh, not yet. I mean, like, obviously, if you have, like, the, the really bad ones, right? I mean, like, but... I mean, they're not getting worse too. They're they're already bad, right? Um, but right now, um, as we don't see a lot of movement to do these to do these things. But but this is also something. There's, I mean, like this this has been raised a couple of times, right? Where people are like, oh, look at this, you know, like why should I optimize my core web vitals because nothing has happened, right? These 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 sites really don't bubble to the top, you know, what's going on? And you know what? This is not about SEO. You know, I don't care. I don't optimize core web vitals. We didn't optimize all core web vitals of write.com to 100 for SEO benefit, right? We do this to that our users have a great website experience and everybody is like, will be like very thankful that the website is, is fast, right? That I can interact with it uh, quickly uh, and stuff like this. This is what people like and, 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 and this is what I want to achieve and not some, oh, I might be ranking better whatever i mean like in the end it's going to be a tiebreaker right it's going to be a tiebreaker when google really has to decide okay who should be number one who should be number two right if the scores are somewhat similar um this way i would expect like the core web vitals getting to space but but this is not an seo issue this is really about not trying to annoy your users really doing something for them and providing a great website experience yeah yeah no i i fully fully agree and uh the the, the funny thing is that It'll probably be a while before actually Google rolls out that actual ranking factor, because if they do now, they screw up too many search results. But um, I think the same is true for HTTPS, right? Google announced that as a ranking factor. And can you imagine any site have not having HTTPS anymore now? I mean, if if you're going to do anything trustworthy on that site, you want it to be HTTPS. So they, I think they succeeded in in like pushing the web forward in that in that way. And I think they'll do the same with core web vitals. Um related, is there anything else that you that you've seen with the recent core updates where you think like everyone should be doing this or this that that has really changed with that last update? Um no, I mean like the this last update, especially the July update, June was a little bit like like smallish in a sense uh, but but july was like really like a a true core update as i would uh, categorize it um and i've now done about 25 30 uh, core update analyses with our customers and i always see the same patterns i always see the same patterns and a, a large part is always like google like trying you out in the top 10 for certain keywords where they think you might be relevant right and then if you don't have you know if you do not have people clicking through which is the first sign of relevance that people are actually clicking through um, because you might have the best content but if nobody clicks through and actually reads that content they might not see that it is the best content right so this is the first very important signal and if if you if you have two 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 less clicks you know just google saying well you know i, I tried you out i thought you're going to be relevant people are not clicking through you know okay go to page two again i'm going to promote someone else and let's see if this guy really fits in here um and this is happening 
all the time. And especially with core updates, I see loads of those, right? I just had a great uh, core update case again yesterday. I had like hundreds of exactly these, these where you always see Google testing it out in the top 10, 0% click-through rate and gone. I mean, like, obviously, there's also loads of keywords which are just not relevant to you where you couldn't care less about this. For example, we have this with our right wiki um, with navigational queries. So we might um, rank for Google Maps, Bing, Yandex, all these um, brands. Obviously, we don't care that we get flushed down to page two with these kinds of queries, right? But we're still looking... um, like always, like every Monday, I look. We have a report, the CTR underperformer report, where we basically do the same thing as Google does. So where we we would have expected a higher CTR on a specific position, and basically like showing you this, right? And then you can really go through and say, like, oh my God, this is like really an important keyword for me. And and then I just go to the SERPs and like see, oh yeah, this is like the standard snippet. It just is not appealing, or competitors are better. Like okay, let me set up an A/B test, which is also now in uh, in, in Ride, which is also very exciting. Our no A/B testing feature, um, where you can like really come up with a with just different snippets um, for a better CTR to actually you know stay in the top ten or even moving up, you know. Um, it might even be uh, to the top result. So, so I see this a lot in core updates, and and this is what I'm like, what advise everybody um, to like really thoroughly look for these top ten tests where Google tests you for certain keywords, and 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 see you know like like really looking at the SERPs, understanding the SERPs. It might also be just a different intent, which which I can't solve, right? But can you then re-trigger that test? Um, I mean, like. For Yoast, if you blog about something, Google will always put you into the top ten. It will always test you, right? So with 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 high authority brands, this this is always happening. Um, there's definitely, I mean, like also like um, if it has some social traction, if some links are pouring in, if you put, uh, if you like put a new content out, this will always help, you know, triggering that type of top ten test. But this is the important part: these links will only get you to the top ten. But then you really have to prove you're really relevant. And if not, most of the links won't help you. You know, you just, you, you're just going down again. Um, and uh, it, it, a lot of that is user interaction much more than actually having more links. Absolutely. I, I can show you a, a great example. I, I, so I had this sort of like in the gaming space, uh, so a customer in the gaming space, um, and the keyword was like a brand coupon code kind of query, right? Sort of like, obviously I can't uh, disclose what it really is, but so he was actually ranking in the top three, right? Besides, uh, behind the brand. And then he he got flushed down to page two after the core update. And he he noticed like three pages now, three other pages now going into the top 10, taking his spot. And he analyzed it, analyzed it because he was like using a scraped data tool. He was not looking at GC data and he just saw him dropping from page th- uh, 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 number three to number 14. Obviously these positions don't exist, right? But this is what he saw. And then he, he noticed these three pages really built lots of backlinks. So he spent $30,000 on backlinks for that page to regain that um, that that position again in his mind, and I actually went into Google Search Console account with him, looked at that keyword, and I could see this was tested between the last core update. So this was started testing in uh, December 2020. The keyword got tested um, and right in the top three because Google also knows with these brand type of keyword queries, you, you're not going to get a lot of traction beneath. So actually, they were tested right in the top three, um, and and then for this time frame. They had exactly 12 clicks, 
12 clicks for roughly 700,000 searches, right? So zero uh, percent click through rate, right? And 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 now they got flushed down to page two again. And Google said, okay, let's try other pages um, which are pretty similar um, to this. And this is what it's all about. Good, good and, and you know not even seeing this because he, he really like flushed $30,000 down the drain. You know, I'm like really crying and, and, but still having the belief that, oh, but now Google will be like, oh, look at this page. It has so many new links. It should be ranking in the top 10. Why should it be? Because nobody clicks on it. Why should Google keep in the top 10 despite how, even if he has links from, from Google himself, Right? Why should Google do this? Because nobody clicks on it. It doesn't provide value. So this is why you go to page two. And this is why I really urge people, find these top 10 tests. You know, really see why is nobody clicking through that result. He didn't even change the snippet, which would have been my first thing I would have done, right? To maybe trigger a new test, right? I Yeah, I, I know this plugin that has a snippet preview. And uh, I mean, that thing is in Yoast SEO for a reason. <laughs> because it actually does matter to what your search result looks like. Okay, Marcus, yeah, so we can keep on talking. Like, I get I'm very passionate with, with these No, things. yeah, I love that. Um, uh, we can keep on talking for hours, but we're not going to. But we will, my friend, in person very soon, I hope. <laughs> that is a certainty, <laughs> and absolutely. Um, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, and I want to thank you, our listener, for listening. And if you are not subscribed to the Yoast SEO podcast yet, by all means, do subscribe on your favorite platform. Um, and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.